The U.S. bond yields continue to fall despite a more than 5% U.S. GDP print in the third quarter yesterday. The U.S. dollar remains under pressure before today's all-important PC data in the U.S. In the eurozone, while inflation numbers also come softer than expected, taming the euro's advance against the U.S. dollar. And finally, oil is looking better this morning as OPEC is expected to announce fresh oil production cuts today. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So the rally in U.S. bond markets continued at full speed at yesterday's trading session and bonds are set to record their best month since the global financial crisis this November. Because look, the U.S. two-year yield tumbled to almost 4.60% at yesterday's trading session from nearly 5% at the start of this week, while the U.S. 10-year yields rebounded after hitting 4.25% level yesterday. So that makes an almost 40 basis point fall for for the U.S. two-year yield and a 25 basis point fall for the U.S. 10-year yield in just three days of trading. Now, a faster fall in the short-term yields actually means that the market is now very, very busy pricing the rate cuts. Surprise, surprise. But, but the amplitude of the move that we see this week is relatively big, especially given that we haven't necessarily seen any major economic data pointing in that direction. Because on the contrary, released at yesterday's trading session, while the U.S. third quarter GDP was actually rise to an eye-popping 5.2% from an already particularly high level of 4.9% that was printed just earlier. Now, the consumer spending component was revised slightly lower, and the price pressures also seem to be softer than previously announced. But, but we could easily say that the U.S. economy's third quarter performance made China quite jealous. Now, of course, of course, there is a before and an after to this U.S. GDP growth story, or there is a way to see this glass half full or half empty. And bond investors definitely, but definitely see this glass half full today and from a Federal Reserve perspective, of course, because even though yesterday's above 5% GDP print in the U.S. would have been an excellent trigger for a rebound in the U.S. bond yields and the U.S. dollar, on belief that the U.S. economy is obviously strong enough to allow the Federal Reserve to keep the interest rates high for long, it also so surface the worries or the hope that this incredible, but literally incredible performance of the U.S. economy of last quarter will can't last. And guess what? The Atlanta Fed's GDP now forecast, which remember beautifully, beautifully predicted last month's above average performance in the U.S. economy. Well, that prediction is now pointing at a sharp decline in the U.S. GDP growth in the current quarter to around 2%. Now, note that this kind of complex reasoning in the market regarding the data or searching for reasons why the market hasn't reacted the way it should have reacted means that there is obviously a big, big traction in the market and that investors actually continue jumping on the back of a bull and that regardless of what the economic data tells us. And note that well, a 2% growth in the US is still above the Fed's average and shouldn't be enough in theory to convince the Federal Reserve to start 
cutting the interest rates too soon if of course the slowdown in inflation remains insufficient but obviously if inflation continues to slow and looks good to the fed members well, it looks like there is nothing that could stop the bond traders from continuing to rush into the bond market. So today, all eyes are on the USPC index, which is the Federal Reserve's favorite gauge of inflation. Now, the market expectation is that the headline PCE may have eased from 3.4% to 3% in October, and core PCE in the US is seen down from 3.7% to 3.5%. Obviously, a softer than expected figure would further fuel expectations of an earlier Federal Reserve rate cut into next year, while a stronger than expected set of PC data today should, in theory, calm down the market nerves, calm down the Fed dose, and call for a rebound in the US yields. <clears throat> for now, though, activity on Fed funds futures gives almost 80% chance for a Federal Reserve rate cut in May next year, and the probability of a March cut from the Fed is priced as being almost 50-50. Now, the rally that we see in the U.S. bond markets and the tumbling U.S. yields further weighted on the U.S. dollar at yesterday's trading session, which uh, fell for the fifth consecutive session yesterday in a lower highs and lower lows pattern. Now, note that last week's data also hinted at strong U.S. dollar selling, especially from institutional players. The latter actually cut their long U.S. dollar bets to the lowest levels since September. So the dollar yen extended its drop at yesterday's trading session and the pair finds sellers above the 100-day moving average level, whereas the euro dollar couldn't extend gains above the 110 psychological mark yesterday. Why? Because inflation data from some eurozone countries came in sufficiently soft yesterday. Spanish inflation, for example, fell more than expected to 3.2% level, as German inflation fell more than expected as well to 2.3% level in November. Now, the Eurozone's aggregate inflation data will be released after the French and Italian figures a little bit later this morning, but the slowing inflation trend in the Eurozone will likely be the outcome of this week's inflation data from the Eurozone, and while well, slowing inflation will certainly give coal fee to the euro bulls above the 110 psychological mark, even though it's not impossible to see the pair surpass this level. If the sell-off in the US dollar continues, well, the euro dollar will obviously trend higher. Now, elsewhere, OPEC is expected to announce an eagerly expected decision regarding its supply strategy today. And I believe that as I haven't seen anything in the news regarding another potential delay in today's meeting, I assume that no news is actually good news. And this is obviously apparently what oil traders also assume today as the barrel of US crude is now back to the $78 per barrel level and ready to jump above the 200-day moving average in case Saudi Arabia gets the support they demanded from other uh, OPEC nations and that we see a joint effort from OPEC in reducing the oil supply. Now, of course, OPEC will do its best to get the oil bulls on its side of the game, but 
when expectations are this high they are also harder to satisfy therefore if a post opec decision rally fails to send the price of a barrel above the 81 dollar per barrel level which is the critical 38.2 percent fibonacci resistance level on september to november sell-off and which normally should distinguish between the actual bearish trend in the oil market and a bullish consolidation well it could be a better idea to sell the tops and well speaking of oil producers and oil i think everyone here heard about the cop 28 summit that's going to be taking place this week in dubai so 70,000 people flew to dubai this week to talk about how to cut the carbon emissions 70,000 people so obviously saying where they were would certainly be a first and a good step in gaining some credibility on how to cut these carbon emissions. And that's not all the absurd in this COP28 summit of this week. Because if you haven't heard, well, the CEO of the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, Mr. Al Jabir, will be leading this week's climate summit in Dubai. Yes, the CEO of a company that can only but only survive by keeping the carbon emissions where they are will be leading today's climate meeting. And additionally, the fossil fuel industry has been invited actually to participate more than any other climate summit since the gatherings began in 1995 and instead that mr algebra also organized some meetings between governments and big oil company heads you know nothing says let's save the planet like a summit led by a big oil ceo so this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments and please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them so i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading